Okay, it's time to partner with Perth Racing and preview Placid Art Stakes Day, the first day of the Pinnacles Carnival at Ascot. Terry and BJ, and let's welcome in uh, professional punter extraordinaire, Daniel Cripper. BJ, Terry, thank you for having me back on. Um, it's been a while, so it's good to have you guys back on the airways, but I'm really buzzing for mm. this podcast. Uh, probably something to do with the card itself. Um, but yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Good card, Ascot, good weather. It's all happening. Five, five and a half months has been, Cripper, since we were last on air. What have you been up to? Just rebuffing straight up every week. Have yeah. they been calling you saying, Brad and Riley been on the phone? Saying <laughs> <laughs> you're coming on or? Yeah, it all, uh, it all entwines into one, doesn't it? No, what have I done? Uh, did me absolute balls in the winter yet again, <laughs> which is always fun. <laughs> Managed one month... Uh, Escape got over to Europe for a few weeks in August, which was really good. What was the highlight of Europe? Or not punting for a month. <laughs> <laughs> not even checking the results, which was nice. Now, probably South Croatia was really good. Yeah. Um, I was, yeah, good, uh, pretty large. And then through the Greek Islands, really liked EOS. It was, um, yeah, it's probably not had the same reputation as Mykonos, but I thought it was definitely better if you had to pick one of the two. And, um, yeah. Back to reality, or did actually get on a little surf trip in uh, just before Ascot started. So it's um, not a bad reality, though, is it? Really? It's good, yeah. I'm, uh, no, nah, I'm raring to go at the moment. I mean, so Ascot's been you- back for what a month. Um, the wheel was just starting to turn. Haven't been setting the world on fire by any stretch, but just confident in what I'm doing. Turnovers back up, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to. The next five weeks, especially. Well, the Pinnacles hasn't even started yet, Cripper. So you're timing your run to perfection. Uh, so Cripper's our, our first guest um, on our comeback series, summer series here of the 1 1. Who else are we thinking about chiming in? Tistol is coming on the railway edition. Locked and loaded. Yes, and then uh, TBC, TBC, TBC. Uh, any, any ideas? Uh, I think we might get Tommy on for one. Tommy Johnson? Yeah, I might get Tommy on for one. Um, I've spoken, had preliminary discussions with Scotty Embry. Um, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just, um, oh yes, that's a, that's a good point as well. Uh, why? Remember, Tommy, BJ. Tommy Johnston. Yes. And Tommy's yes. little service. Now yep. I'm a bit, I feel a bit weird saying this with Cripper on with us, yep. obviously, yep. Uh, very much competing. You and Tommy came to fisticuffs the other day, bro. <laughs> Sarah, you know, competition is good in any market. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, Tommy, uh, TMJ Racing, he's doing a, uh, Pinnacle special, study service, obviously, a few months ago, uh, just, just one day wants to be anywhere near Cripper's <laughs> <laughs> That's his dream. Goes to bed thinking about him. But uh, over the pinnacles, he'll be offering uh, mark prices on every runner alongside suggested bets and staking plans. Uh, this guy, Ascot season average tipped winner has been $4.80. Um, he's often seeking value that the market misses. Uh, if you can't tell, he wrote this for me. Willing to go out and limb this carnival and offer a refund. Um, if you can't return a profit across the five pinnacles meetings. I then questioned him whether that means they can send all their losing investments as well and get those reinvested <laughs> as well, but I don't think that's the case. Very so, generous, Tommy. Um, yeah, two great services and I'd, uh, I'd sign up to both. Crips Racing as TMG well. TMG Racing, yeah. both of them, exactly right. 100%. So, yeah, looking forward to getting some more expert, experts on to uh, sort through the form for the feature races with, uh, with the two of us over the next uh, seven weeks. And, of course, we move forward with Terry's favourite bit. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, BJ. Let's see if you can remember the show for info on how to enter the Market City Meets Get Out Stakes competition. And don't forget, Cripper.
Jeez, I forgot the next bit. <laughs> Don't forget. I shouldn't have said Cripper's name. I was on, I was on real good. Uh, yeah, I had some real good momentum up there. Don't forget. Uh, nah, help me out. The Mundaring Hotels. Oh, the Mundaring Hotels uh, WA Racing Mastermind. And who we got today? Competition. We yes. have uh, Brittany Taylor chasing, you told me before, three in a row, uh, taking on uh, Christopher Parnham. Very with good. no Andrew Walker next week. Story to come. Okay, very good. Watch this space. Let's get cracking. It's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Terry, what are we thinking about how the track's been going early start of the season and its expectations for tomorrow? Well, let's start a crip actually in that sense. Have you been happy with Ascot in regards to it playing in a traditional sense? It's it's Ascot, it's firm, it's 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 fresh, it's hot. There's been more easterlies, I feel. Yeah, so it's been onish speed, but you've been you've you've been happy with the track thus far? Yeah, really happy. Uh, I think the two days that it's played on pace was due to wind, not the mm-hmm. actual track. So looks like it's playing really fair when the southwesterly is in. So, yeah, it's basically on wind pattern rather than track pattern. Did you think yeah. there was a strong bias to the breeze last Saturday? Well, remember- we were, one off at least. We were on track and we mm. did mention at some stage whether the fence might have been a slight query. Mm. Uh, can it's, often be horse related as Yeah, well, I reckon. Play that funky music was fenced in the last, wasn't it? Exactly. I didn't black book any horses because they settled on the fence anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think it was- yeah, it wasn't too obvious if there was a bias, but the breeze seemed to be a pretty good spot to be. It's funny because the breeze this week is probably the fence. I think we go from true slash one, wherever that is exactly, mm. uh, and this week we're at two metres, so two the breeze goes to the fence, but because it was used, there's, there's different ways to look at that. You can go, well, that was a used pad, so now it might not be as strong, or if that was the strong pad, is the fence going to be the spot to be? But um, when I did all my form, crib, it's probably the same for you. Then again, you... You and Brad are in cahoots in, in regards to the weather and the wind and you seem to have a leg up on everyone else. But uh, Brad's Cripper's dad. Uh, but um, the wind has changed a little bit since then and it looks like there'll be a southwesterly earlier in the Arvo than initially forecast. Well, there wasn't a southwesterly forecast at all. That's right. I When I did my form on Wednesday, I thought that the southwesterly could come in at sort of 3.30 mm-hmm. and, and later. Um, just checking this morning – Seems like it might be in from race one or two. In saying that, it's very light. I'm not paying too much attention to rail position yet. The track looks in good order. I don't mm. think there's going to be any real lane bias. So typical Astro- Ascot track for me, focus on runners on speed, especially early. Might even out later in the day, but in saying that, I'll always be taking on horses who are going to settle well back. On speed runners with a bit of ticker? Gate speed and ticker. Yeah. Are you Twitter bio? Yeah, yep. still there. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, and of course, uh, Craig Witten, the uh, Witten's Racing up and about. Had a fill-up. Had a fill-up uh, first up at Bunbury. Congratulations. sponsorship. Tri- yeah. <laughs> For one again, no one yeah. knows. They yeah. would have- uh, yeah. the, the invoice go the, invoices yeah, was a good go, wasn't it? Invoices Thursday, Wednesday, whatever it was. Yeah. Very good. Let's roll, eh? Race one is the Amelia Park Handicap. This is a 72 plus over 1,600 metres competitive contest to kick things off. Terry, you like one here? Uh, I like the race from a speed map point of view. I've, um, yeah, I think Mountain Ash, uh, I thought that run, I know we just actually just spoke about the breeze being very strong uh, last last week, but I thought that effort to breeze outside a big screen on on a, on a pretty strong tempo, they're all off the bit a long way from home and only to be grabbed by Desenaya, which I think is probably the correct pronunciation. Uh, I thought that was a super effort. Um, there's no real seven up 
seven day form to speak about with Mountain Ash, but it's the Morton Yard. I just trust that he's pulled up happily. This was a great race for him. Um, he goes to the front with 53. I did think there'd be an easterly, um, which made that that a little bit more appealing, but it's early in the day. And as Crip said before, the, the southwesterly will be, be light, if anything. So uh, just with the weight and the way it's going to be run, he's going to be in front for a long way. Pretty confident. Chevelle de Varga will be in the breeze. Mile is on his limit. Got a gift last start. That's probably the only good thing I've done on Betfair Crip this season is when no change came out at the gates, I just bet, 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 bet Chevelle de Varga. Yeah, get, press the trumpet button. Where's the that's what you were looking for, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it started. That's a very uh, that's a very rare good thing I've done on Betfair this year, Cross. Um, <laughs> but um, I think Chevelle de Varga will be quite content to be very casual in the breeze. I don't think he'll be – I don't think they'll be looking to go hard, looking to cross Mountain Ash, uh, which should make it a pretty controlled tempo or well, basically the tempo that Mountain Ash wants to roll him along at. So in front for a long way, Bruce Almighty on its back. Um, that horse is flying, like absolutely flying. So I'm, I'm – Are you convinced though that Mountain Ash is going to be able to get across Bruce Almighty? Bruce Almighty won't want to lead. You don't reckon? Nah. I thought they were really positive on it the other day. Yeah. And it took took a uh, took a it feels like it jumps a little bit better than Mountain Ash, maybe. Yeah, so. I think. Oh, sure. With the fifty nine, I think Chris will be pretty content at the mile. That was my mindset actually. I didn't even I hadn't even considered that possibility. <laughs> they might try and kick up and lead on Bruce. That's that's interesting. But I just, no, I just was just wondering whether Chris just thought, well, bugger this, I'm just gonna lead and make them get past me type thing with Bruce. Well, but. Being in barriers one and two, if, if Mountain Ash doesn't step and Bruce ends up in front, Luke might even tuck in. If that's the case, I don't want to be on Mountain Ash. I'd be yeah. happy being on Bruce, I think. Yeah. So Mountain Ash can't win, I don't think, unless it leads. So okay. um, very interesting. That's n- not something I'd uh, I'd considered, but both horses flying. Yeah. And if I get my map, I think Chevelle de Varga can be shaken off. I think Sentimental Hero will be sort of in sixth one off, too far off him. Um, do not understand the jockey booking crypt. I'm just- Sentimental <coughs> Hero. Do not understand. I was just about to say that I had two points written down for this race as, look, I'm no knock on Raiden Garth by any stretch, but to have Pike and CJP sitting in the jockey rooms, race one, when you've got a Cerise and White Horse with 57 and a half. And that takes a sit. And a sit sprinter. You've got just absolutely baffling. Anyway, the People other one- People were talking about it. That, oh, but the weight swings it gets. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> you never put Pike on a horse. You just put an apprentice on every single time because weight's the only thing that matters. So, dearie, mate. Weight, one of the more overrated mm. concepts in racing, <laughs> but that's a story for another that's day. How well, well, that's well, how uh, the data's done, isn't it? I'm, weights, I'm yeah. sure we'll be talking about that when the IJ Peters rolls around shortly. Oh, so yeah, it won't really be underrated. Really. <laughs> 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 what's, uh, what's one of your favourite sayings? Yeah, when right. it suits the narrative. When it suits your narrative, exactly <laughs> yeah, right. But I like that. The other thing I was going to say is, you know, I don't map a race exactly like you do, Terry, with the runner by runner, but even I reckon I could map this. And I also had Mount Nash going straight to the front, Bruce on his back, Chevelle de Varga in the breeze. And it looks like above the peg gets 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Um, Maybe classic rogue, depending how aggressive up to the mile they want to be above. But yeah. I... It's funny because I don't like the setup whatsoever for Sentimental Hero, but I'm just so surprised that he's not favourite. Um, I marked him favourite. Like he's the same price as – basically the same price as Bruce Almighty. Mm. They clashed last – well, this is before – Are you going to give me the weight swings? <laughs> no, I'm not actually. This is before – Sentimental Hero, look, he went to the feature race, didn't run well, but it was on the backup. He was out of his depth. He started $2.40 in a race where Bruce Almighty was 26 bucks. 
They finished next to each other. I think Sentimental Hero was a better run. It was a heaps better run. Look, I'm not even going to talk about the weight swings because he loses a senior for an apprentice, but it just does not make any sense to me whatsoever on a starting price profile basis that they are so close together in the market. He's run behind Pom- Pompeii's start before. was excellent as well. Um, yep. I kind of like Sentimental Hero. I think the price is, is, is it, off. It is, yeah, yeah, I reckon. But in saying that, like Terry said, from barrier six, I would have loved it if he'd drawn inside Classic Rogue because mm. if Classic Rogue's one out two back, I don't think Harvey's going to get pushed to the fence. So Sentimental Hero might have to go back even further and he gets back on a race where it looks like there's pretty strong speed early in the day at Ascot. It just might be one of those flashing light runs where we see a senior back on next start. And I'm watching Terry's facial expressions and he's he's got something to say oh no fire fire Terry Bruce is ready to win (laughs) Bruce is very very ready to win that last run you go more economical than Senate was more economical cross that was good talking (laughs) than sentimental hero Um, but it was the only runner in that race won by Billy Ray um, to settle on the speed and still be there in the finish and even the prior run over 1400 um, I don't think I don't feel like if you watch the final 100 metres um, a couple of times, I don't feel like Sentimental Hero was necessarily taking huge amounts of ground off Bruce. Like I, yeah, just just purely from a speed map, I'm, I'm massive on sitting sprinters and um, senior jockeys. Yeah. So if this was Pike or Clint, I probably wouldn't be having a bet here. The reason I'm having a bet and I'm going to have a reasonable play, and Cripper's right, I do love my maps and love getting them precise. And recently it's almost been my downfall a bit because what happens to me here, right? Say Mountain Ash doesn't turn up, doesn't handle the seven days, doesn't handle whatever. Who does it stop on? It stops on Bruce. So it probably ruins all my chances right there. So I do put all my eggs in one basket quite heavily in that sense. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, Guess, mentally, yeah. I'm mentally committed to it now. What I'm trying to say is that I just think the market is way too focused on the map rather than previous mm-hmm. form and starting prices. Well, I, I had Sentimental Hero favour ahead of Bruce Almighty and Mount Nash. So I, uh, I had Mount Nash 30 in line. So. I'm $2.40, so there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I was sentimental here on Matt Nash at the head of my market. Had sentimental hero just in front. But look, like I said, I've marked it with a three in front of its price and I'm not taking the $6 on offer, which probably shows that I just don't have a great feel on this race and probably happy to watch it. Sentimental hero for mine. Uh, you always, did you put a bid in on the uh, online sale, Terry? Yeah, I put in 700 there, <laughs> but the reserve was 1.9 million, I think. So, um, yeah, no. Did you see the bidding went to 50,000? Yeah, the, the last the last run must have convinced them to up the reserve, and, I think. Yeah, the reserve was, I've been, I've been told the reserve was 100,000. Mm. Western Temple, Western Temple? Western Empire went for 150,000 and it's a year younger. So, reckon that might be slightly ambitious. All right, final word? I'm thrown by the 100,000 reserves. Um, <laughs> I'm going to back Mount Nash and Bruce Almighty for a result. I'm going to have a substantial bet too. So we're going to get off to a flyer? Um, I don't know. If Sentimental Hero wins, I'll probably just go home. <laughs> Very good. Race two is the Petaluma Handicap. This is a graduation 1,600 metres, special special. Special sort, rather. Um, going for five straight. One, two in Geraldton. Two in Ascot is flying. I thought Wango Award has really uh, hit its straps back at Ascot since a little freshen. And there's a couple of others here that are offering a bit. Little Silver dominant in uh, Albany last start. Cripper, race two, the Petaluma Handicap. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah in- interesting little race. Uh, Terry, what are your thoughts on the speed map with more uh, Mac Mac? With the blinkers on, mm. Addy on, 
lead at all costs? Or? Yeah, I think well, you don't go insane. That's got the 60. But uh, 100%, yeah, it didn't go that well. Pike gave it a 10 last start. just didn't go that well. I'm not a Mac Mac fan at all. Um, even in this grade in a 60-plus two starts ago, that was in Kalgoorlie. It was a $60,000 race, but it got beaten by Kicker Goldson, who sort of half been sacked by, by that yard. So, uh, well, it was. It was sent to Peter Fernie. So, um, yes, I think that will be the go. But Mac Mac, first of all, can be a little bit dodgy out the gates at times. And secondly, the other leader for me is Little Silver from the wide gate. And I think the wide gate's a blessing just to try and put your foot down. Uh, it can be a little bit of a um, a dodgy one out of the machines as well. But uh, if Mac Mac is slow away, I think Alan Kennedy will just try and keep marching to the to the fence. Yep. What about Black Spirit? Is that a, is that a map? Pest. It's a map, yeah. It's a map pest. I don't yeah. think it uh, has the speed to go with them. Uh, but again, I've said both of those can miss the kick on their day, and if that's the case, Black Spirit could end up in front. But I, I suspect um, that Black Spirit will be content sitting. Um, it can win actually, Black Spirit. I think I yeah. loved the run of Black Spirit mm. last start. She, they tried to go forward, I think, but just got beaten to the punch. So snagged, went back. She. Look, she didn't hit the line the best in the race, but That's she was never. Thing, it's just it? not her go. No, she's tough. I, I just thought I'd be with her wherever she went next start, but I'm just not sure if this is the right setup with Little Silver. Obviously, like you said, rolling forward. Mac Mac looks like they could be aggressive. In saying that, I've still got a high single figures. So mm -hmm. the um, crossway, yeah, I was nine bucks. Yeah, I'm thirteen. Um, yeah. the, I had a lot more interest in this race when it was just tab touch and. There was one other agency up and they had- Oh, Brad went up 26. Are we going to ping, are we going to ping Brad throughout the podcast for any errant prices that we disagree with? I don't reckon we should talk about Destino. <laughs> 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 uh, I think Brad messaged me Sunday morning saying he had nightmares about uh, Destino. Oh, so. well, we all get him wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at Little Silver was $7 and Black Spirit, as you said, went up uh, $20 plus. That interests me. The current prices of $4 and- 12 or 13 dollars not so much um because it doesn't a uh, black spirits overs but i just don't feel like it's a winning bet whereas 100%. little silver definitely does feel like that can win but four dollars is kind of on my price so bj mm -hmm. you're the man to talk about a horse coming from the wolfman's yard yeah well, so he was double dual accepted saturday and sunday albany he's out of albany and steve's focusing uh all his attention here which he should because he's a four dollar fifty pop and he's a Genuine, uh, genuine hope. Which arm, uh, which arms? Alan Kennedy, Kennedy riding without at fifty-seven and a half. I know, I know. He committed early in, in the week in too, isn't it? So BCF type stuff. Yeah. So Michael Heaton, Alan's uh, manager, said that he will uh, ride fifty-seven and a half. So, which is rare air for uh, Killer mm -hmm. Kennedy. So, um, I really liked his Albany win the other day. Not so much just the margin, just how he sort of he can be a bit of a funny horse and yeah. earlier this prep when he was at Belmont he was well fancy he did a couple of races very short in the market one was over I think it was 1200 first up then he went back to a thousand then he went back up to a 1200 so um so now Steve's stretching him out to four uh, what was it the other day 15. Well, he's and never lost below four uh, above 1400 meters that's right so it was mm. 1500 Albany up to a mile if he can get across and breeze outside Mac Mac without uh without overexerting he'll be real hard to get past, I think. Mm. Yep, no, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Um, like you said, his preparation before last start had just been an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, first up taken on 
Second up back to a thousand probably didn't suit, and then third up at Bunbury mm-hmm. when he missed the kick. He was actually went really good that day. He went Albany, super. That's, yeah. I wouldn't take much. The Albany win was a massive bias day, and it beat Fly Better, who may not ever win another race. So while the Albany win was great, I wouldn't take as much from that as the prior run when it missed the kick, hunted through them like that was a horse that says I'm humming. Like I'm going. The, the thing so about Albany good. was he began and he tra- and he yeah. travelled for Albany because yep. he could be a bit of a, as Terry said. Terry said I'd be a bit of a funny beginner, and also he can charge as well mm. if he if he's uh, doesn't have the if he gets a bit excited. So I think I think the reason why he was in those shorter races is because he was so keen, and he they wanted this to go in shorter races with speed on to sit him. But I think they've just surrendered to the fact that he's a on speed horse, and maybe fourteen to a mile more his go. Yeah. yeah, and even you don't even have to use his last run at Albany. His form from last preparation which was in town, was mm. more than good enough to win a race like this. So, yeah. yeah, he was on top selection for me. A pretty easy one. I'm more than happy to take on Wango Award at the price just from that gate. She gets back. I don't think she's that special, is she? I just yes. thought, I thought the run the other day. tell me she's not that good. <laughs> yeah, save that. I thought the, the, run the, other day, the run the other day was really oh, good, on, I thought. Really. Uh, yeah, it was a good run and probably – Similar, uh, yeah. Matt. It was yeah. almost. It was, it was a. It was a better run than, than Brave Spirit. A question. Well, was it? So it, it was it a better run? Yes, it hit the line better. But as Chris said, Brave Spirit is a. Um, is it Brave Spirit, Spirit or Black Spirit? Black Spirit, sorry. Black Spirit is a um, sort of a tough on pacer. It's on speed so horse, see yeah. a tough on spa- pacer actually hit the line. Not too discomparative. That's not a word to um, Wango Award. Yeah, I and was, yes, I, was I just thought they just got in each other's way the whole mm-hmm. race. It was and one's four dollars and one's fourteen. Too. Yes, just yeah, looks under the odds for me. I most if Wango and Special Sort sprint together, I think there's only one winner here. Special, Special. Sort was unlucky last start and it still won easily. Like yeah. it won just like it's better than them. Like I'm, I see no reason to jump off. Like I'm more well, than content to have. So I'm two dollars fifty Special Sort. Okay. I'm, Low fours, little silver. Uh, I'm the same as Crip. I took Brad's um, Destinaya price, uh, the little silver price. <laughs> no, I took Brad's little silver price and, um, yeah, I'm $13 Black Spirit, $17 with one of the agencies. We can talk about them all now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty keen to be on special sort and maybe save little silver. Uh, little silver for you? Yeah, on top. Not a huge push, but. Yeah, I'll probably have something on. Real like a depth to the race after that. Like we're happy to take on Wango Ward. Um, nowhere near Mac Mac. Uh, National Guard's going really National well. National Guard's going to win a race very yeah, soon. Yeah, National Guard's going really well. Um, yeah, it's probably one I didn't give enough time to in my market. Um, if I had my time again, I probably would have. But I can't see the winner from anywhere else, okay. even going close. So. Alrighty. Get ready for the Pinnacles, supported by Tap Touch. Five spectacular Saturdays at Ascot Racecourse. Expect epic entertainment, fabulous fashion and heart racing action. It all starts with Lexus of Perth Champion Phillies Day, our 1950s themed race day on Saturday, November 18. Come and feel the rush. Early bird tickets from $20. Visit perthracing.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambling Help on 1800 858 858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Race three is the PKF Perth Handicap, running 66 plus over the 1,400 metres. And our man, Ian Butchie O'Connor, he's he rang me yesterday. He's very nervous. He's got the even money pop. Even money? Even money pop oh. in Younger Lass, a horse that he bred uh, and has nurtured. And it's starting to uh, come to fruition. It's all coming together for Younger Lass. But how's the price? Even well, I'm money. interested to know what you guys came up with market-wise. 
Should we say it at the same time? Uh, I, I don't want to say what I had it originally. Really? Go, let's just, go, go, let's go. just open Fire. Up. Fire. Three, two, one, five four. bucks. Ah. That was four on the dot. What was I? 440. And I could have- four, Five dollars was as short as I could have got it. I could have easy marked it. Double that, which is um, interesting when- I think Brad went up $3. Three bucks. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's short. And then all of a sudden she's $1.90, which yeah, baffles me. But on the flip side, it doesn't because anything that William Pike rides for Grant and Alana are just starting artificially short, which they had training and riding a lot of winners with that combination. So, I mean, the strike rate for punters who are blindly following them is pretty good. It's just yeah, they'd, they'd, like they'd be having a good time of it too. They're just yeah. winning everything, Team Williams. And yeah, good win last start, but it beat like horses that I could probably beat on foot. But- <laughs> Like it's a real but, deep but, race. But also like, the well, – how are we saying the horse's name? Desenea? Desenea. Desenea. Desenea De- beat, beat her at Bunbury. Yeah, and let's and, But Desenea started short last Saturday too. Yes. Don't forget, it was very short. Yeah, but let's remember that, that Desenea had to work to the breeze. Yongalas sat in its back, and yes, it was up to a mile – but Yongalas didn't make an impression on Destinator. Yeah, but they put the, Everyone's uh, saying, oh, that's such good form reference. I'm like, what? It, well, they you, did come back 200 metres and put the blinkers on though. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And that, that's key. And the horse is going super. And it can de- I'm, I've marked it favourite. I'm a $4 favourite. So I think it's the most likely horse to win the race. But $1.90. And it kept on like, I watched yeah. it trickle from like 240, 230, 220, It kept going. And I thought, what am I missing? Like, I, I, this was, has to start favourite. It'll probably start with a high two in front of it. Well under my price. I look to get it beat. But yeah, just like no change. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Starring mm. Knights is going well. Demolish is going super war gem. I thought the trial of San, uh, San Fabrizio, but that's, that's it. That's what it does though, isn't it? Yeah. San Fabrizio trial, like anything count. The sessions was held up the entirety of Demolish. Week ago. Manhattan Strip. Um, like there's there's eight of them The people, different people will make different cases for. Like So to have one horse that's going from a class three to a 66 plus at $1.90. So, like, so that, means, brave. that means there's- Value around it's the fringes? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> There's value, there must be value, value elsewhere in the market. Sorry, BJ, before we, uh, before the favourite. Uh, I was 350, younger lass. So I, I just assumed that it was going to be sh- going to be sort of yeah. shortish. But and that's you've added the butchie tax to that as well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. I just, I just thought. Pr- Did you take it off? I also, it was probably more the team Williams tax. They yeah. just, they're just going so good, yeah. running through brick walls. That team. Nah, so. I respect that type of stuff. Yeah. So that's the worst thing. I'm trying to. Put a team Williams tax on it, and I'm still, still getting five bucks. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, all right, so who, who else you got in your market? Yeah, well, I'm. Did you have about nine bets then? Because there were so many. Well, yeah. I have been getting a bit smarter with that. Yeah. So once it goes up that short, I move it enough where I'm yep. still taking it on, but not silly amounts. So I'm end up backing every other horse in the race. Yep. But I'm happy to speculate on one here at a price, and that is the Toppy, and hopefully the leader. No change. Um, his form from last prep is really, really good. I mean. Run second to Magnificent Andy, so he yeah. doesn't need uh, any more introduction to that. Uh, first up in the Hannons, just completely forget he went around. I thought it was a, actually a really good run. Yeah, good run. Out of its great six lengths, yeah. and I, you saw enough there to know that he's going well. And then last start was I was actually on him last start as well at a decent price and happy when it handed up. Yeah, yeah. So I was, really, I was really disappointed. Should have, should have handed up when yeah, he handed on. up. But uh, what, what do they do after they make an error? They learn. They are going to learn. Mm. And uh, actually on the way here, I was listening to um, the Hour of Power, uh, the snippet of that. And yeah, um, Jake was on the radio and he said, we will be leading oh. on Saturday, which gave me, um, put a bit of a spring in my step. So Tingles in your gooseberry. Exactly. Mm. Uh, double figures. I think when he leads, he's a pretty good horse. And yeah, more than happy to have saying on each way, double figures. 
So, um, so of course, he was uh, he was scratched as a ten dollar pop on November but four. That was harmless. He just took yes. a fall and then did a little did lap, lap. lap track. Just wanted yeah. to get his fitness up for this run. <laughs> little, so, tra- little track up. Yeah, it was I've never going to be suited this. Off, I think. Exactly. <laughs> so you just need Brandon. Let Terry have a bet for Phil on Chevelle de Vaga, right? <laughs> just need Brandon to stay on the mounting yard and uh, then uh, get him around to the gates. Exactly. The yeah. Things, yeah. Now I'm uh, I'm with him. I'm six dollars fifty. So I'm with you. So I, I did prices when the I thought the Eastley would be in place at this stage yep. of proceedings and around that 14, 16, 1800 meter range. I think that's when the Eastley is uh, probably most of your favour as a leader. But, um, yeah, just exactly what Cripp said. I'm pretty keen to play, obviously, at that price. Um, also, I have something on horse number four, War Gym. Um, was actually – He's going good, that horse. Yeah, 11s to $5.50 last start, um, which is a significant move uh, in a 72-plus. Back to a 66 here. And, yes, BJ. Tactics. Because they've know. been chopping and that's, changing that's a little bit issue, lately. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my issue. No, they the two starts ago, there was no speed in the race. So yep. Luke Campbell was forced to lead. So I think Chris has to be semi-positive and just try and find a spot mid-cover. Um, chance you're deep. So that's why you're, you're paying, you're getting the price you are, I guess. Plus there's a lot of depth and an underpriced favourite in the race. But to take the ground off, it's funny because if no change runs last start um, in that race with Chevelle de Varga and who led? Who kicked up and led that race? Um doesn't matter anyway. Whoever yeah. kicked up and led that race, uh, Brooklyn Pier was on their back. Come on. It's not coming to me. Anyway, um, if no changes in that race, there's more speed and War Gem probably gets them. That's that's probably the simple fact. So the fact it came out, for War Gem to make the ground it did in a race with no tempo that had to be one, run and won on speed, I thought it was super. So, um, yeah, I'm, I think I'm about it, 650. It's a good little race, this, because you've got the, yeah. the, the random uh, the random younger lass sort of price. you got the – the, the eye-catching San Provizio trial. trial. Put demolish in a three-wide line and have it crack down the centre. No change who's got, who's got better better form and better company. Starring Knight's racing well. Demolish. Count the Sessions would have won a week ago probably. Yeah, Count the Sessions never got out. Yeah. Yeah, he's got wings. is going good for, well, for summer. I say that. And he's I, got wings. Sorry, yeah. yeah. PJ, but it was You're probably right. a better run than Demolish. Yeah. What did you think of Noski versus Pike in that run? Didn't Noski just pull Pike's pants down? So Noski was on saloon bar and circled him and Pike should have just gone. Yeah. Pike should because – he tried to wait till the straight to make his run, and Noski won that race with that ride. I think there was nothing between Saloon Bar and he's got wings. So, mm, yeah, exactly. I, I didn't mention that. I mean, before, just so. shows the Pike tax because now all of a sudden Pike's off. Yep. Michael Poyo is riding well. He's on and thirty five bucks where I'm looking at the moment. And there's and boy. even like a horse like Manhattan Strip, first time lingers on, good draw, drops four and a half kilos. Could run a, run into a hole at, at a price. I don't know what is it like fourteen fifteen bucks at the moment. So there's quite a few angles to play here. And but I can't see it, any any of us being too keen to on the younger last situation. So we shop around. Manhattan Strip really good on the data. Mm. Strong. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. The other one. Amazing. Not sure if I'm going to save yet, but yeah, I, I like anyone love the trial of San Fabrizio. Mm. Um, now in his second prep with SJ, so you think he'd have a good handle on the horse, maps well, one over 1,400 first up last prep, albeit in easier company. I think, yeah, like we said, there's going to be a lot of angles you can look at if you're keen to take Do on. Do remember the money for San Francisco last prep as well? Mm. It was just bang, bang, bang every start. It would be fascinating to see, A, if that comes again, and B, if it can produce the trial form on the race day because it kept looming nicely but just didn't seem to have the turn of foot like it put itself in position a but i think this race will have um a horse with a turn of foot to get over it unless it can show that yeah i'll be cheering for butchie of course uh hopefully for him and uh, everyone involved the harvey family as well younger lass can salute just a quick one just a story of uh perseverance give the signal was uh, uh butchie's um 
broodmare and the mother of younger lass he got told to to give the uh give the mare away uh because she wasn't any good and the last couple that he's produced have both been winners so a bit of a story for uh butchie's breeding operation so i'll be cheering for younger lass but i'll more than likely with the current prices be having something on no change and manhattan strip cripper yep no i like it no change each way for me very good all right, the first of five feature races in a row. This is race four, the RJ Bob Peters Stakes. Uh, to, uh, the 1,500 metres is a group three handicap, but the way things shook out this year, it is an 86 plus, and I'm sure we'll be talking about weights and measures here, boys. Uh, Terry and Cripper, El Safina, the very short price favourite, under the scale has 59 kilos because she was the equal highest rated runner of the race. She's going to be giving some horses four and five kilos down the bottom and makes for a fascinating watch with the railway stakes seven days away. Remembering, of course, for horses like Admiration Express and others that a win will qualify them for the railway stakes. Uh, no victory here and they could miss out. Probably to the carbine. Mm. Uh, looking forward to this because I know that Cripper and I are in the same, very similar boat here, so it's uh, we won't be yelling at each other. We'll be yelling at Brad, maybe. I don't know. Just, mm. just anyone. Yeah, Clouds. just anyone. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just admit with <laughs> just shaking. <my> fists. <laughs> Um, I must admit to being shocked. I knew that my price, Alsafina, was going to be above what went up, and that's fine. But I must admit to being shocked when I saw the initial two dollars, and then every other agency going up at around two ten, two twenty, two thirty. It's on the wobble a bit now. Um, but just simply going from a ninety four plus, which was the last start, as a ninety two rater, the Asian Bay Stakes. Yep, uh, it got in on the minimum, the same weights as Black Fantasy and Admiration Express. Most importantly, there's others as well. Dropping back to an eighty six, where Black Fantasy is an eighty eight rater, Admiration's bang on an eighty six. Um, the weight scales uh, are right in those two horses' favour. Um, they're both drawn nicely. So is our Safina, but. For it to go up shorter for the Peters under these conditions than it did for the Asian Bowl a week ago, I was perplexed. Cripper? Perplexed. Yeah, look, as I said to you guys at the top of the preview, I think uh, weight's a super important piece of the formulas <laughs> as Jigsaw Puzzle. And, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head, Terry. So, uh, look, I'll come out and start right now. I've never, ever been – a massive fan of our Safina, which look is probably uh, to my detriment as what did she win last. Well, she's won she won six in a row, but he gave her a ten every single start, and the form lines are she, she beat the Velvet Queen on merit just. She only oh, just got to Big geez. Butter Boom. She dead heated with Benji's. Took her a lot of the straight to get the gunmetal grey from the one one. Playing Marika probably could have won that day. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Look, and. So then first up, look, she trials really well. Mm. First up, Pike gives her an absolute 10. I was so disappointed when he managed to get off the fence as I was on Searching Rocks who probably he took her spot and she ended up getting caught three deep from barrier six and it was all over from there. And I thought in the run, I was like, well, she'll just go on and win now. And then to not get over Marachino, who'd never won at 1,400, was going around at- Seven kilos. Seven kilos at 201 on Betfair comes out last week and 
didn't exactly faint the form. And how did the third horse go? Last of the line was beaten. Last. Ben Lang's dead last. Still running. Um, does that does that say more about Maricino or El Safina though? Oh, I think last of the line just failed. Um, and I think Maricino just failed. Maricino is probably a horse that needs particular hoops, potentially. Yep. Oh, and look, I'm going to contradict myself because I'm talking yeah. about <laughs> a poor form <laughs> reference and I'm actually going to back another one coming out of that race. But anyway, I got to- Asafina, I saw the even money price, thought, holy dooly, there's going to be some overlays here. Uh, could have backed a number of horses. I ended up siding with Black Fantasy. Now, he was in the same race as Asafina, first up, coming off a long spell, trialled really good. I think Connections and Lucy might have been a touch disappointed with how far back they ended up getting in the run my understanding of that is uh it was Lu lucy knows the horse very well she's done all the work she's done all the trials my understanding is that was lucy's call to go that far back yep. okay yep. fair enough so got back further than what no, i expected don't, i don't think you'll see that again no um slightly held up at the top of the straight love the way you hit the line actually ran a faster last 200 than our safina yeah to be beaten they there's a 1.5 length gap between the two and now you get a four kilo weight swing you get Black Fantasy drawn one. drawn one. You know he's going. I actually thought he could lead, but he sounds like he's going to end up leaders back. His best figures are clearly ahead of our Safina, and he's was three and a half times the price. It's just a no-brainer for me, and one of the easier bets I've had on this card. Yeah, bang, bang. I'm favourite. I just can't see how you couldn't price Black Fantasy favourite with the weight swinger with its. Um, with the first up run comparatively. And the big thing Cripper just said then was it ran a quicker last two than Al Safina, who they both had the same sort of economical runs in transit. There's no reason Al Safina shouldn't have run a quicker last two than Black Fantasy, who we probably expect to get better over further. So um, second up syndrome from a really long break maybe, but um, he trials. came back. Had a lot, exactly right. That was the thing that made me feel a lot better about that. A lot of trials. little, And there was also a trial back in September as well. Um, Cripper said that he's thinking leaders back. So Ginger that being Baker. the case, Ginger Baker leads, let's yep. Gallivant, uh, rolls forward, outside leader. Has to, I think, yeah. Let's Galvan's the other one that I'm fascinated by. It's my, I'm 40 to one. I, I love Let's Galvan as a horse. If it's got barrier one, I'd probably price it six, seven dollars, but it's got barrier 10. Like it doesn't win from last and it doesn't win this from the breeze. It, it can't win. Like Chris has to put this in the one one. And I don't know how he possibly does that. Like this horse, I, I love Let's Gallivan. It was a Northern Cup win was good, on, albeit on a hot pad. Um, Hannon's was big. Hannon's was big again, yeah. but I just don't see how in this race with 58 giving, having four kilos more than Black Fantasy, four than Admiration, how you possibly win. So Let's Gallivan out the door, Al Safina out the door for me. Um, yeah, four horse race. Black Fantasy is my $4 favourite. Magnificent Andy, who I just cannot believe they aren't thinking about a railway this year when it's so weak. Like, you've just got to be thinking about it. It's a group one. Um, Magnificent Andy, 550. I've got Ginger Baker, 550. I, I reckon this <laughs> is the forgotten horse. Love so it. Yeah. I just think it's I, – I also priced this when I thought that Eastley was going to be in play. Mm, yeah, something on Ginger Baker last start when he drifted out in the Northern what'd Cup. What did you think about the ride on a leader bias day, Crip? Oh, Jared was uh, – he got a little bit confused, didn't he? He's Do you know that he was going back. And my feel is he was off forward. 36 days. Yeah. So they were trying to be a little bit cute. Let's be a bit soft on him. Let's be a bit nice to him. They'll learn on that. The last two times he's led, he's won and won so easily. Last time he was in an 84 plus. This is an 86 plus. Uh, he beat Aztec, Aztec Ruler, Ruler by at nearly two lengths and gave him three and a half kilos. There's nothing saying Aztec 
rule as far off a lot of these horses. No, no, I don't exactly. think so. Aggression, go to the top. People will say, oh, look at his record at Ascot. And I go, I don't think he was the same horse. No. Nah, I think he's turned into is, a different horse. Yeah, like, sure. He's improved. I just think, I just think we're talking about that form reference crit being a bit dodgy. So what are the other form references? And you've got the Hannans. Form reference with Magnificent Andy and, and that really good run yeah. with the 60. Yeah. And then you've got Ginger Baker, who's coming out of different form references as well. And if you want to com like compare the form references, have a look at Ginger Baker's run against Search and Rock three starts ago. A rarity it misses the kick. It's in no man's land. The way it hit the line in the finally was anything. Like Ginger Baker has turned into a proper racehorse. I wish Brad Parnham was on because obviously it goes super for Brad, but I love Jared Noski on leaders. So, well, um, I, yeah. yeah. I think Ginger Baker's loss is Magnificent Andy's gain. I really like Magnificent Andy on, on Saturday. I thought that run with 60 kilos in ratings company the other day Deep too. was excellent. It was Huge. so good. Rusty Dreams just was probably a better run and had six kilos more. His hands, I just feel like he's building this bloke from the low draw. Uh, if he can stay outside uh, Black Fantasy. Even uh, three the fence. It, yeah. He's explosive and Black Fantasy should go I, well. I just really like him. Drops, drops in weight after that excellent uh, last start run, what was that, 1,400, where he got back and hit the line hard. So I really like Magnificent Andy in here. One thing I want to mention about El Safina is, and Crip and I were just talking just off air, I reckon that was her best run yet yeah. behind Marachino. She's never copped a speed like that early. All the races she came out of last preparation when she was winning were all slow, slow early in dash homes. She's handled that. Um I tell you what, if she goes close to winning this, Railway's she's over. it's over. It's, it's all over. over. Yep. She gets in, even if she wins this, yep. she'll go up to a hundred rate of beat. She's ninety six, yep. I say. Yep. So she goes up to a hundred, it'll probably be 102, 104 plus no, no, with no Zaki penalty. coming out. Yeah, no so penalty. there'll be no penalty. And she drops six kilos. Like the railway is over. If I was having a bet, I'd be backing her for the railway rather than this race. Yeah, like yeah. And I, I even just listening to Grant Williams on the radio during the week, he was kind of surprised at the weight. Um, and for me, uh, how, while I think this is a nice win if you can, but don't bust a valve to do so. So I wouldn't be surprised if um, she's – because she was pretty close the other day. I wouldn't be surprised if she's a pair further back. BJ thinks Pike's not going to try. No, I, I think I think, no. I think 59 kilos with a railway in seven days, I think yeah. they'll be – they won't be – this won't be chips Show in. me in the breeze. Won't be chips sure. in. So I was actually going to ask you, BJ, mm. is there – my biggest concern about Asafina was – She'll definitely run tomorrow, won't she? I just don't not yeah. want to see her scratch. Okay, that's yeah, that's good. A, that, well. Yeah. I just that's a, way, that's a that's a great point. And did he go uh, say it, that he didn't think second up into a railway was enough of a ground? I think he her. needs the fitness yep. to get her to next week, but I, he just sounded dark about the weight. Um, yeah, which I don't think anyone. But but again, it's, it's, it, it's if she just, comes out, uh, I'll I'm, start crying because I've, <laughs> I've, I've 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 chipped around. It. I've saved Andy and Admiration Express. Like I've done a I've done a four horse banger here. Like and I've done, to get I'm, your money back. Mate, yeah, I didn't even help her out by raising the minimum or anything. It's just like cop this yeah. fifty nine on a fifty four minimum. So I tell you what, if she can hit line hard, runs top three four railways, good as over. I think. So, yeah. yeah, I can but see geez, that that setup the other day was so perfect for her. I, just, oh, I think sometimes man. you run into Marachino and he could be the best horse in Australia on that day. Like, yeah, I, I agree, and I, and I, I think that. sometimes it's like, well, that horse is just yeah, incredible. Yeah, I agree. Well, if Al Safana had 54 again here at the same sort of weight swings it had with those couple of horses, like, I, I'd, yeah, I'd have no issue with having Al Safina as short as the market does. I just feel like the market's priced it without weight. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We better keep so, moving. I'm going to – what are we doing? Black Fantasy? Um, they're the two I want to target. But Ginger Baker, my best result, and I'm black – 
Black Fantasy for a result, but I'm not going to lose on Andy or Admiration Express. We haven't spoke about Admiration I'm Express. Have I have thought it was horrible too. first yeah. up. Um, mm. I know that I think Tommy Keane, um, but I, and he's giving excuses, blah, 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 but I just didn't think she went well. If you're willing to forgive that, I think she lands 1-1 here, and I think she's got the best turn of foot off a dime of all of these horses, So, but you have to be able to forgive. So, Yeah, a bit of forgiveness for me. I'm going to be having something on Andy and Admiration Express and Cripper. Yeah, pretty happy to be on Black Fantasy. I've had Ginger Baker shorter than his current price. I, he's a horse that I always get short, but Terry's and you, BJ, have almost talked me into saving. Okay. Alcefina price, we didn't ask you. Uh, Honest price. I wrote something different I was, preview because I felt <laughs> I was $6, but mm. if it was any other horse, would have been – could have been easy double figures. Wow. Yeah. I incredible. wrote $6 on my Betfair yeah. thing and my rated price, but I was actually seven fifty. So yeah. I just felt I better just lower it a little so I don't you know like too much of a dickhead. I'm sick of sitting on the fence. Yeah, yeah good is. point. Lay of the year. All right, let's let's uh, let's take a break because it's mastermind time. This is Brittany Taylor versus Chris Parnham. $100 to the Mundaring Hotel, up for grabs. BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Back by. It's back. Popular demand, uh, especially you know, considering Brittany Taylor was on her way to Mount Rushmore before we ended she the series. How many, how many? She's going for three. Okay. She's going for three. Okay. So, for number three. So the Mundaring, of course, guru. It's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located Jacoby Street, Mundaring. The Treme- home of Younger Lass. Yes, that's right. Mm. Tre- tremendous uh, weather at the moment. So drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Uh, I'm sure he's got the young, Younger Lass photos up Jeez. on the wall already. Ownership's an easy game for Butchie at the that's moment. That's right. Yeah, and breeding, breeding yeah. and owning. So yeah. say good day to him, letting him know that you listened, of course, to the 1 1. Let's welcome back our contestants, our mastermind, first and foremost, Brittany Taylor. Hello, boys. Good. Well, I'd like to say it's good to hear that you're back, but I've been enjoying the fact that I could say that I was the reigning mastermind for uh, <laughs> however long it's been. Yeah. I'd- Tell you what, Brittany, it does. Uh, it doesn't feel like the same type of carnival, does it, BJ? Without um, without the front for Perth racing. How, how are you doing in your new gig? And um, yeah, are you are you getting any FOMO? Yeah, a little bit now that the carnival's rolled around. I was mm. okay when we were still at Belmont, and I was thinking, you know what, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm happy. Did you to get annoyed when attention. they made you fix the the leaks in the roof <laughs> while you left? That's the rumor I heard. <laughs> No, now that the carnival's rolling around, I'm starting to go, oh, I miss this. But uh, no, enjoying the new gigs, that's good. Excellent. And uh, tremendous work, Channel 10 as well, Brittany, mm-hmm. over the uh, over the carnival. Good stuff. Uh, tuned in every day. And uh, yeah, it was great. I feel, I feel as though the, yeah, I was very invested in the Melbourne Spring this year. I feel like the last two or three years, it's starting to get me again, uh, especially the Caulfield Melbourne Cup. So I'm sure it's tremendous to be a part of all that front and centre. So well done and all your good work there. And just a reminder that you've got you've had victories over Mac Hall and Scott Embry. And today you're going to be trying to make it three on the trot, taking on one of our favourites here in the Mastermind, Chris Parnham. Chris. How you going, BJ? Yeah, good. Hey. How are you? I'm going very well. On the verge of the uh, the uh, Pinnacles Carnival, of course, Chris, you got a tremendous book of rides tomorrow and you got some great rides coming up in the features. Uh, punching home a few winners as well. And, of course, you've the silks. Rode yeah, the silks as yeah, well. Yeah, rode the 1-1 silks on Saturday. 10 out of 10 on Evelina. Mm. So, um, but, yeah, more importantly, I'm sure he wants to get back on the winners list here on the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. Chris and Brittany, you both... 
veterans of this competition. Your names are your buzzers. Hold on. Just before we start, I tried to tee up the opponent for next week, obviously not knowing who has won as yet, and Andrew Walker. You know what up, Walks? He said, yeah, no worries. Who will I be playing? And I said, either Brittany or, or Chris Parnham. And you know what he said? Unavailable. He Is said, unless Brittany writes an ode to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, heard, he heard about who he was up against potentially and uh, he's actually pulled the pin. Is so that right? Weak. Weak. Weak okay. Walker. What up, what up, weaker? <laughs> What <laughs> works. All right. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, Brittany might have put pen to paper there. That would be an interesting ode, oh, ode to Walks. I'd, yeah. Imagine if Walks ever wrote an ode. It'd go for longer than the podcast. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Britt, Chris, your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Guru. And let's remember, these uh, these questions actually have been done from start to finish, including the Who Am I by Toby Dunn. So he has done the lot done. The lot oh, of no, these, these are going to be yes, so he's been, hard. He's been very passionate. Well, I think the Who Am I is very easy in all fairness. Uh, but he's been very passionate about um, about his question writing ability. So mm. we'll let him take the reins. Yeah, go for it, Tobes. Okay, Mastermind. Ah, we've got Pete back next week as well. Okay. probably. No. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready. Challenger, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Who am I? They are your names, your buzzer. We're all over We're all good. Okay, yeah. wonderful. I'm a bit rusty here, Beach. Uh, who am I in my illustrious 19 start career? I was a winner of 12 races, including on debut over 1,000 metres in 2014. Despite being owned by Bob Peters, William Pike was not the most successful jockey aboard me. I first tasted black type success when winning the 2014 champion Phillies stakes for Peter Hall with Pike electing to Chris. ride. Brittany. Chris. Chris. Delicacy. Uh, that's an easy one, wasn't it? I'm back on board. Yeah. Uh, that was an easy one. It was delicacy. I, I usually read the rest of them out, but Toby has written about 400 paragraphs <laughs> here. So, um, <laughs> long story short, it was delicacy. Yes. Don't know. Don't know yeah. in the Kingston town. Um, who ran third that day? No, who ran fourth? Dark Musket. Is that right? Each way, 600 to one. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Anyway. Tales, Tales from Terry. Um, Chris is 1 0 up over Brittany. Question number two. Name the last horse to win the RJ Peters Railway Stakes double. Brittany. 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 Nah, three. Is it two. truly great? No, he didn't win that. And incorrect. incorrect. Where's the where's the He didn't win the railway, did it? Won the Nord won the Nord yeah. Kingston Town with none other than yeah, Chris Parnham right. on board. Chris for the steal. That's right. Three seconds, Chris. Um, Two. Northerly. The last winner of the Peters oh. Railway Stakes Double was? I don't know, Gilded Venom? Scales of Justice. Uh. Scales of Justice. Oh. All right. This is a Terry question here. So, Chris and Brittany, how many times has Oscar's Fortune, favourite for tomorrow's Placid Art Stakes, been scratched on race day? Three. Chris. One. Brittany, Brittany, Brittany. Oh, Brittany, Brittany. I reckon she knew. What's the answer, Brit? Twice. 
twice. It is twice. Once at the gates. Once at the gates. And once the foot. Yeah. Yeah. And once <laughs> on the morning. So I've, I've got large shawl in tickets. So that's why I've, uh, I know those stats very well. So just go in the gates, please. Very good. One all. Okay. Three runners in this year's Colonel Reeves competed in last year's Colonel Reeves. Name two of them. Chris. Chris. Uh, Hot Z and Red Can Man. Mm, Brittany for the steal. Need two of the um, three. All three and you're a hero. Okay, Hot Z. Mm, Come on, guys. Oh. Terry, Red Can Man, Lava Rod and Nero Deo all competed last year and they're lining up again this year. Still one all. Okay, name. The Russell Stewart horse that James McDonald rose to victory at Ascot last Chris. year. Chris. Street Parade. Street Parade, correct. A th- gift that was as well. I think, I think, the, uh, I think Russell's uh, post-race quote was it went alongside the birth of his children as his greatest day on earth. Jesus. Jesus Christ. One of the great quotes. Two, one. Chris has got his head in front. Here we go. Um, okay. One of Toby's questions? Here we go. All right. Name the first horse that allowed Bob Peters to win the race named in his honour, the RJ Peters Stakes. Brittany. Brittany. Mississippi Delta. Correct. That's very Ooh. good. Two all. The next question is how many S's are in Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <What? laughs> no one's <don't. laughs> All right. Here we go. Toby's question. A bit of an out whitey for the, uh, for, the, for the tiebreaker. Saturday sees the first running of the Kenny Luck Memorial in Geraldton. Name the jockey that partnered him for the majority of his career. Chris. Brittany. Chris. Simone Altieri. Ah, you've done it. <laughs> oh. No wonder Brittany didn't want the mastermind to come back on. Chris Parnham. <laughs> Chris Parnham has knocked off Brittany Taylor in a titanic tussle. 3-2. Congratulations, Chris. You're back on top just in time for uh, the start of the pinnacles. Well done, mate. Oh, geez, it's got me informed at least anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, thanks, mate. We always appreciate you giving up your time here and uh, joining in here at the 1-1. One, one. And Brittany, always a pleasure. Uh, will we see you on course tomorrow? Uh, no, not tomorrow, but I'll be there next week. Right away, next. Very good. All right, that $100 gift voucher to Chris Parnham will be put in the mail this week. Thanks again, guys. Thanks, boys. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Chris Parnham, back on top. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, good win. Good win. Uh, he'd be a bit disappointed after Valley of Queens got beaten in the last at Bunbury yesterday. Um, but uh, <laughs> He's not the only yeah, one, I don't think. No, he's not the only one. But, yeah, um, yeah that'll, uh, that'll lift his spirits, I'm sure. Yeah, and we'll be getting him back uh, the day, uh, two days before Railway yeah. Guineas Day, so he'll be a good person to chat to yeah. next, uh, Jeez, next Thursday. Yeah, good I reckon we can get a good one to take him on too. Okay. Leave it with us. You got something in mind? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, the Bundaring, uh, make sure that you, if you're a 1-1 faithful, get up there and support Butchie and the crew. Uh, tremendous venue if you're in the uh, in the hills in the area. Drop in and, um, yeah, and check out his big deck. Very impressive stuff up there at the Mundaring Hotel. 
Okay, we are back for the second half of the program, Placid Arc Stakes Day. Race five, the Lexus of Perth. WA champion Philly Stakes Lexus is a good get as a premium sponsor there for the uh, for Perth Racing. So the uh, champion Philly Stakes this year, 1,600 metres set weights. Philly's only. It's been won by some very, very good horses over the journey. And uh, I tell you what, Keshi Price is at a very, very – Keshi Boom, rather, is at a very, very good horse's price at the moment <laughs> after, uh, after uh, taking down – Super Smink in the Burgess Queen Stakes 11 days ago. We've got Generosity, Riding Change, interesting. Simon A. Miller, very unlucky at its last two. Can it be the one to knock off the fave? There's a couple other here, but really, for me, it feels like, I don't know, I'm just really warming to Generosity at the price. Even the place price, I reckon, is is, uh, is really good for, for a horse who's had no luck its last two. And I think if Patty stays inside and follows Keshi Boom and Super Smink through, I think she runs a Definitely runs third and almost knocks off Super Spink for, for second in the Burgess Queen. So what do you blokes think? I'm yeah. thinking I had an absolute fortune on for the place in the um, Burgess Queen. So <laughs> fourth. <laughs> what well honestly, that was that wasn't a steer which I was very happy with. Nah, on a, on a track where you wanted to be rarity at Ascot at the moment. It was midweek, it was Tuesday, it was Melbourne Cup Day, you wanted to be central and running on. You drew seven or eight and you've gone back to the fence and running. Ayumi Ayumi got him. Early, if you watch, yeah, early. and Kalima as well. But yeah, yeah, you have to allow. Paddy, Paddy was found his spine. Then Ayumi almost reverse parked into his line and, and mm. dragged him back. Uh, but in that moment, he had an opportunity to go fence and follow Pike on Keshi Boom, who was following Super Smink. So that might have been a uh, option. But I'm, but you're right. On that day, it probably wasn't the right place to be. But you know, in that particular race, that's the way it turned out. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah, obviously, obviously, decision, obviously, the, the I'm talking out of me. Obviously, yeah. the connections. Thought, thought as much as well because there's been a riding change. So, Chris yeah, Parnham. Chris Parnham and Simon Miller have got a really good strike rate together mm. at the moment as well. So, I think you might see more of that, obviously, with Valor Road and um, a few other midweek runners, Malkar Dari as well. But, uh, yeah, Keshi Boom will win and win very well. I've had a... I've had a bit of a bet for the um, the Kingston. I, I, I'm not a big breeding buff, but I understand that the breeding suggests 1,800 will be a stretch. But for a horse to win that well over 1,400 off a setback, first up 1,000, I was I was pretty taken by that. So, um, yeah, I've backed Zaki and Keshi Boom for the Kingston Town. So I'm just going to be sitting back and cheering for a good performance. I should have taken the $2.30 generosity to place, which was early, and I didn't. Um, yeah, guarding Kevin, the ruffie, if they lead. BJ was just Your asking – are your futures bets on the Nordly that a super swing out market or? <laughs> you reckon it's over? BJ does. BJ does. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not not at all. Saying, that's not what you're saying off. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she, she's also in the in the gold rush, so she could come back to 14. You never mm. know. So you never know. So That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Fascinating uh, when Keshi backs up. I too. think uh, I'm going to have something on generosity. Um, to knock off the fave you know and then do. hoping for bad luck hey you, know you should do have a look at the Don't same race multi price as well I reckon yep. they'll run One, normal luck they will run the Quinella yep. I'm very confident third will be either Paris, Paris Calling or Guarding Heavenoy Ayumi I would say one of those three um, it's probably a really good exotic race but mm. I'm just gambling a lot on Saturday so I'm going to just <laughs> chill out and watch this race yeah. what, did, what did the figures say about Keshi Boom the other day yeah really good on Quick a day up? where I've just been absolutely potting some of the prices of the W pipe mounts she is the one where I can totally understand how short she is I've Got her a dollar fifty, so okay. yeah, it makes sense to me. I think uh, what price you got? Generosity had generosity clear second pick eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything else twenty five uh, mm-hmm. to one and above. Can't believe the price of 
the boss lady in saying that she hasn't been one I've found this preparation and she's won three on the bounce. So a couple of nice steers. Oh, it'll be interesting if they even go around. It sounds like she's almost ready for the paddock. They keep saying that after each win, but you keep seeing her front up next to her. You don't get many goes at a $300,000 race at 10 bucks either, and the boss lady might be a reasonable horse, but I don't think the mm. boss lady's coming back as a four-year-old and going to be racing in many quarter-of-a-million-dollar and above races. No, so exactly. And I, I, don't, I really think, like we said, the third place and black type is just yeah, up for grabs, isn't it? Yeah, they're aiming for uh, the, the uh, ticky money there, get yeah. a bit of black type, you're right. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. I reckon generosity can really serve it up to this fave. I know the fave was normal up, you think dynamite. Yep. Normal up? Yeah. I, reckon, just, I haven't seen a more impressive win. I know. It was crazy. It was wild. It was so good. It surprised Pike. He was like, holy, that's just gone. It, 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 yeah, it shook it. It felt um, that summer where – Team Williams and Bob just won everything Western Empire and that had that sort of vibes if to it. It gets eighteen hundred, the Northerly's over. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. But I really I just think that generosity's got something about it. I reckon it, it Chris on, good draw, could show up. Um, it can stretch the fave at, at um, I, I like that two dollar thirty place price during the week. There's still two fifteen around the place. I actually did a place market for it. I was a dollar sixty five, I think. So um yeah, might be a good race to play Cornella. All right. Let's do some normal luck. All right. Very good. And, and it will be interesting post-race whether uh, Keshi Boom goes the seven days into the Guineas yeah. next week. To Just go straight to the Kings. Lock horns with, uh, with Super Spink or straight to the, to the Northerly. Uh, I think, Northerly, I think Williams have done that before with Perfect Reflection. She went champion fillies to the uh, Kingston Town and won. Um, okay. So. Uh, Best Ruffy, Crip. Give us one. Oh, Paris Calling. That's not really Ruffy, is it? Yeah. No, nah, nothing. Okay. Uh, daylight. AJ? What's a roughy? Ah, uh, horse at a long price. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I'll go Brave Spirit then. Brave Strike, sorry. Brave Strike. Yeah. Okay. Guardian yeah. Heaven for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Race six is the Jungle Mist Classic. Uh, the first of the four Phillies and Mares race series. This is the 1,200 metre set weights and penalties. Uh, good contest for the Mares. Baby Paris gets in really well under the conditions of the race. She's the highest rated runner of the race and interesting that they've opted to stick in Mares company rather than uh, lock horns mm. with, uh, with some of the uh, best sprinters going around in the Colonel Reeves Stakes one race later. Fascinating as well. Do you know that she, with a lot of agencies, Crip, is the second shortest horse for the winter bottom, second Western Australian shortest horse for the winter bottom, if you take out Almighty Class, who's now gone because it's in most of the market. Who's that, sorry? Uh, Baby Baby Paris is the second, yeah, shortest priced Western Australian horse for the winter bottom with some markets, which is- Interesting. Wild. Well, it's probably probably right. Like, it's just, we've got a bad bunch this year. Yeah, we're thin. We're thin. We're we're, we're rebuilding, I think. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Do we yeah. trade pick one? <laughs> <laughs> they better not. Rowan O'Brien, if you're listening, just don't do it, please. Don't do it. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, 100% who are you listening? Who are you listening? Yeah, we'll see what they <laughs> Now, uh, this this is interesting because the only horse with real speed is uh, 201 pop, isn't it? Magna Lee. Does that, does that lead these up and Bravey oh. Paris comes forward and sits outside it? What's well, the, what's the goal? I Lee? hope. I yeah. think flying missile, they like to sit, but geez, I'm keen on Dutch the gossip. And I have the biggest thing for me is if Magna Lee crosses. Um, Three back paint. 
either three back paint or just, it's just underneath flying missile and where does Magnolia I think Magnolia actually could be going pretty well that's the funny thing yeah. that's this is obviously the plan it was unlucky first up super trial um, but yeah that's that's the fascinating watch early um, how that all unfolds I think baby Paris probably gets to the breeze yeah. here without too many issues I, I, I'm i a big fan and I, I can see myself post race going god that's paid seven dollars and it's the you know at the ratings that's that's the one blah 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 and I'm for 85 bucks. Um, but it ran second in this race last year with 51 and a half. Is it a seven kilo better horse? Uh, albeit there's no Snipperucci here, mm. but Dutch, of course, it could be better than Snipperucci. Who knows? Um, is it a seven kilo better horse a year later? I don't know. Don't think so. So I thought she was a bit plain last start, but in saying that, she was playing at yeah. Belmont and then she improved second up to win. I thought she was just- She's an on-speed 1,200-meter yeah. horse. That's her go. So that uh, was a 1,000 the other yeah. day, wasn't it? She yeah. just, yeah, she kind That's of got run off her feet yeah. uh, in the, um, what was that? That was the Crawford, sorry. James. Yes. Mm. <laughs> the Alabama Slammer. The Alabama Slammer. Uh, yes, and then, of course, we've got Flying Missile, who just, uh, just keeps showing up every prep. Drawn well, drawn to run well, trial good, Neville's flying, uh, Rusty Dreams, the gate, sticky, hurts, but was super first up. That's the Belmont Guineas winner. And Duchess of Gossip seems untapped. Um, not a bad little contest, Cripper. Yeah, not a lot of interest from me. Um, when Brad was so quick at putting up his feature markets, I was still finishing the form for a few races Uh would have loved, effort, isn't it, to put markets up that sooner? Like race books out at twelve, and he's got five races up by two p.m. Maybe you should have uh, spent a little bit more time on the race, and you might not have put <laughs> four eighty up about Duchess of Gossip. But I can't even claim it because I wasn't quick enough to get on. Wish I had that. Press price. the trumpet button, DJ. Where are no, we? I wasn't a trumpet. That was for me. Though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, right. um, that's quick enough. Yeah, I, I kind of had this. My market was in the exact same order as the current market. Duchess of Gossett on top, Rusty Dreams and Baby Paris, both key chances, but didn't know what to do from the wide barriers. And then Flying Missile, your fourth pick who, yeah, like you said, just keeps on keeping on, drawn well, trialed well. She can run a race in each way price, but yeah, I couldn't uh, find any reason to have a bet at the current odds. Markets, yeah. Markets really settled out now mm. and it's probably right on my price. I'm going to have something small, hopefully on the drift. Haven't had a send on yet. Thought I'd see $20 plus on random one DTA. I just thought that midweek win, like, and I know it's not a big deal, but he nommed it for the gold rush and stuff. Like, he's obviously at home going, oh, this is this is going. But when Pikey asked it for that effort, that acceleration was sharp, anything. Wasn't it? Yeah. Like, I just loved that. So, um, yeah, I thought I'd see, and I still hope I might see 20 to 1 late with money for Duchess of Gossip and potentially Rusty and, and the top two. But, um, yeah, it goes in quaddies at least. I reckon you will. Yeah. I reckon you definitely yeah. will. Yeah, yeah, I think we just hold fire and we'll, we'll see the price. You can race handy in a, in a nice 1-1, one, 2-1 one, one type spot. So, um, did, you, um, yeah. did you see that? I think it was that 64-year-old bloke he nominated for the AFL National Draft. <laughs> 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 Unrelated to DT, but oh, just interesting. Yeah, no, you, are, you are bang on as well because Fleur Delacour is still on the railway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, valid point. Yeah, value too, isn't it? Fleur Jeez, Delacour. Love the win, though. Yeah. Just shook it up. Mm. Pikey, I reckon it wouldn't have been that easy a decision for Pikey to jump off. I reckon he would have loved to ride DTA wherever it goes next. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about Dutch, Duchess of Gossip at the current price for me. I think I missed the boat there with the earlies. So I think I'll be staying out of her, playing around. I like, I'll be having something on Baby Paris and Flying Missile. They're my two for this race. Uh, I think Baby Paris comes across, Breeze's class runner. If she, if the stable has her peaking on the day, she'll, it'll take a good horse to get past her. And Flying Missile just tries hard. It'll give you a run for your money, drawn well, will go good. 
So we're just banking baby Paris in the breeze. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think that's the move. Mm-hmm. Beat Fanta at weight for a or set weight to police weight. What's yeah, Rusty sure Dreams doing? Snag and win the next two. Yeah, yeah. in the mile. Can win this if the race pans out for it in the right way. But geez, stiff old gate. But you'd suspect she'll be awfully hard to beat for yeah, 16, you, 18. You kind of need someone to be a bit bold in the three wide line for mm-hmm. a, to to drag Rusty Dreams into the race. I think yep. so. Uh, is that a little strawberry? No, Valency. No, got us a giving. Not sure. So feels like it's going to be a stretch for Rusty Dreams in the twelve hundred. But um, all right. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven, the Colonel Reeves Stakes, the last local lead up to the Group 1 Winterbottom Stakes. Uh, 1,100 metres set weights and penalties, and it's a bit of a rinse and repeat from uh, what we've been seeing recently through the Crawford Stakes and the Prince of Wales Stakes. Red Cam Man, My Bellamy, Man Crush, Hot Zed, Laver Rod, Nero Dio, they've all raced against each other recently. The only horse missing, I guess, is Snowdome, who uh, bypasses the Reeves and I imagine goes straight to the Winterbottom. Interesting runner here is Clemenceau, former Team Hawks, purchased online by Ganjimi Racing recently. $200,000 they paid for this. Uh, won five of his first nine in Sydney and um, has some really good four lines. I think he's got beaten two and a half lengths by and think about it. The uh, Everest winner. So the form's there. Didn't really like the trial. And I see that he's nominated to trial again at Belmont on Monday as well. Mm. So he could be a scratching in the Colonel Reeves. But he was the interesting runner, I suppose. But Jeez, money will tell a story. Mm. I was just about to say, uh, for the connection's sake, I hope he saves his best for race day. Because mm. that trial did not Which, flatter. A bit yucky, wasn't it? Mm. A bit yucky, yeah. Dear me, Well, I've laid... Red came in at 380, and I've just laid it right then, Crip, for uh, somebody wanted uh, 1500 at 290. So I've tried just tried to consolidate my bet and taken that as well. So someone's obviously wanted uh, some 290 a day out. So uh, I dare say I'm going to be uh, backing that one back at a loss. But that's okay. That's all part of the fun. Uh, anyway, um, this is so thin. Like This is the fact, yeah, just looking at last year's version of this, it was this will test you. Elite Street was in fourth. Uh, Red Cam Man second. Red Cam Man was in sixth. Red Cam Man's a different horse yeah. this year, I think, in my mind. Um, anyway, it's just, yeah, it's a sad addition comparative <laughs> to last year. It feels a little bit flattening. Um, what, like this? But the big thing for me is Man Crush will lead um, on its ear. Uh, Red Cam Man will be in the breeze. And if you look at the last twos, Red Ca- uh, Man Crush actually ran a quicker last two than Snowdome, um, who sat in the breeze outside of it. But Man Crush got home better than Red Cam Man, who had the 1-1 one, one that day. So um, I just think there's nothing between Man Crush and Red Cam Man on what I've seen this prep. I just think they're very similar horses. Um, and one's going to go around at three bucks. One's going to go around at eight. So I, I find that highly disrespectful for Red Cam I thought Cam you might, but just <laughs> Purely, so I'm I'm not talking about the careers in general, yeah. but just those two runs. There's been nothing between them. Yeah. I just think they've been the same horse. So I can't see the price differential. But my Bellamy is the one that should park on them. I mean, are you I surprised by the market? I thought they would have. I thought they would have come my Bellamy. Not, I don't know how she's not favourite with the, with the map the way it is. I think there's worries she might be through the fence, but. 
I don't know if Clint will go mad on Man Crush. I know that Sean won't be going mad on Red Cam Man. He'll be happy to control from the breeze and try to out-tough him. So I think yeah. Carberry's a big chance of being leaders back here on uh, uh, on My Bella May. That's where she was when she won the Sewer Flower over Halatorian, uh, which is the form reference that I think will hold up here. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, yeah, I, I just think she was super last start and it looks a nice setup. So, My Bellamy was my favourite. Man Crush and Red Cam Man equal, say, equal second favourites, which means I'm backing My Bellamy and Man Crush. I'm actually surprised now, but My Bellamy is not favourite. Mm. Every man um, and their dog's tipping My Bellamy. Scotty yeah. Embry has it at so his best. I'm, I watched Digby show. I'm tipping this market's going to change a bit. Mm. Is that what you're – Ratings are showing at all, Cripper, oh, or not really? Depends what you use, isn't it? Yeah. This race is – yeah, I didn't uh, – probably the second of the features, which really just I didn't have a good feel about. The problem for me is that the race that Red Care Man and Co are coming out of last start rated really poorly, and it's got me thinking what Terry has just alluded to is Red Care Man finally getting to a stage where he might just be starting to uh, decline or over the hill. Um, but in saying that, BJ giving Cripper daggers. Right I know. Now, in saying that, he he's got the starting price profile over him, and he gets back to set weights and penalties, and he's got a good map. So I can, I marked him favourite, and I can definitely. Oh, price. It's four forty. Oh, geez, I'll be tickle pink with that to back it yeah, back. Yeah, but I just had, yeah, I didn't know about this race. Um, I have to have him favourite out of respect, but and I guess you could say that you know maybe just last start that wait for age and. Two runs at a thousand, he just was a bit dow for that, and so eleven hundred meters at set weights and penalties, he will be right up his alley. But I probably need to see him do it, and I won't be on. I thought in the second up, I thought the play on the day was to ride him for speed, and I can see what Steve and Sean were doing with lofty ambitions, this preparation with a winter bottom and a gold rush to come. Uh, however, in my mind, anyway, I feel like they gifted the race to Snowdome by not being more aggressive early. He jumped a length and a half in. He jumped a length in front. Man Crush was able to work forward, and um, Snowdome ended up breezing. But if if they make a stronger play for the breeze to sit outside Man Crush, Snowdome's three wide, no cover, and I reckon Red Can gets the better of Man Crush in a two horse war up the up the race, up the straight. And Doesn't I think the final splits don't worry you. I just feel like that's the way the race was run. Cripper said it wasn't a high rating mm. race. Is that right? I suppose because yeah. two low rated four year olds ran first and second. No, right? I'm, just, I'm not sure about the actual benchmark figures, whether they went hard or yeah. not. But yeah, the race didn't rate well. Yeah, because they were able to run low 33s leading and breezing, right? So h- how are you going to get past them? And I thought in a perfect world, Red, we, they would be more aggressive with Red Can early or more aggressive with Red Can prior to the turn. Rather than staying in, he would have been right on top of them on straightening. So I feel like he toughed it out to the line well. I agree, 2000s within two weeks is not ideal for him. The 1100, I reckon with no breeze horse, Sean can have him on Man Crush's girth and I reckon he'll he'll outmuscle Man Crush late. My Bellame has the zip to get off heels and get last crack at him. That's it. Yep, Either yep. Red, Car- Red Can wins in my mind or My Bellamy grabs him late. Man crush none? No, not for me. Oh, I like that. No. Oh, none. Yeah, but I, yeah, funny old, funny old race. If, if it goes beyond, <laughs> well, those three are the three mapped runners, aren't they? If yeah. it goes beyond that, then, yeah, too good. I don't know. I had no confidence in my market whatsoever. Based on their last start figure, I've, all of a sudden, all those handicap horses come right into yeah. it, like yeah. Beads and go through walks and- 
Well, Averod was good first up. Think about yeah, it. He was against the man crush. and blinkers. Right. I thought Nittany Adair was all right considering he was three wide, no covers Jeez. the entire. Lack so. does. Lack does had a tough campaign on Nero Day, hasn't he? I'm not allowed to say that now. We're sponsored by Perth Racing. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Just, no, he's just the horse has had uh, hasn't had a huge amount of luck. Yeah, so it's it's probably the the one that suited away for age, but it's still now. It's I still do like 11, the intent. Zero from eleven. You're talking That's about cool. with Red Cam Man. Just to yeah, he's. He's a tough old veteran. Yep. Get him in the breeze. Making him get past him. Exactly. That, that's that's my thing with yep. him. Uh, but I suppose you don't want to get – you don't want to have to go to war with him too many times if, you, if you're if you trying to win big races, I suppose. But in my mind also – I think it'll be a soft war though yeah. because it's no, but I mean, no like, pressure. Like last, last start, mm. I'm sort of thinking – but in my mind, I don't know how many wins Red Can's got left in him, right? So I want to see him take what's on offer. If he's going to win if another race, just keep, could just, be it. It's like give him the chance to yeah. – to like – Feather his sort of record a bit and make his res- stretch his resume out because he's he's better than his resume as a whole reads. So I think he deserves some more feature race wins. So I'd like them to take what's on offer, but at the same time they they got one eye on the big races. And come. are you hand on heart confident that he's going just as good as say this time last year? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's definitely going as good. I think Steve thinks he's got him back to where he wants him to get. But at the end of the day, he's trying to get him to be spot on for. The winter bottom and, and the gold rush. So you, you you're playing two games really, but I think he's going to be good enough to breeze outside man crush and get the better of him. Who's your favourite here? Who would you back favourite? Red Cam Man. Favorite? Red yeah. Cam Man. Yeah, but he was. I was like three dollars. So okay. yeah. What are we now? Two eighty. Mm. But I was three fifty at my Bella May. So I'm. Yeah. I, but I, I was sort of expecting him to. to I'm like Red Cam Man favourite, thinking my Bella May would open favourite. So yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? Mm. Tough. All right. The big one, the half million dollar Placid Arc Stakes sponsored by Tab Touch. This is race eight of the day. Set weights, 1,200 metres and a uh, bit of a kick in the guts a couple of days ago when we found out that the Mitchell Pateman trained Almighty Class, who was the second favourite of the race, has had to be scratched with a virus and will mess, miss the rest of the carnival. Um, that's a big shame and takes a little bit of the gloss away from this race. But uh, Oscar's fortune, the unbeaten Dan Luciani trained three-year-old. He's big, he's powerful, uh, races on speed, got William Pike in the saddle. He's the favourite and it looks as though Simon A. Miller has the uh, has the potential weapons to give him the most grief in the Phillies, Augment and Pachula. Who wants to start this one? Oh, here we go. Feel like this is the podcast grand final, is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my grand final. Now, nah, look, I'm um, obviously – is it well publicised about your futures bets? Or? Yeah, you can say. All right. Well, Terry's had a decent go on Oscar's fortune at, would you say, six <clears> bucks? Oh, I kept betting six, 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 five, four fifty, and three thirty and two eighties in recent weeks. So it's yeah, all in yeah. as well. So. Nah, firstly, well done because you got a very good price about a horse that's got to go around, well, at the moment, $2.15, but could start – Potentially shorter than that, the way the market seems to gravitate towards him. The key thing is that it starts. Yeah, got to get in the gates. Um, <laughs> it's, two, it's four from six gone race day of actually starting. But so. look, so I know you, it's probably hard for you to assess this race because you don't have to didn't make even try. any decisions. <laughs> like I wouldn't even – did you even do a market? Uh, no, I didn't. No, okay. No. All right, well, I'll talk about my market. I've got full respect for Oscar's fortune. I've been – on the bandwagon since start number two. Um, yeah, love him. Tough, on speed, raw. Looks like he's got more gears to go through. But at $2, I 
I just have to bet around him. Reasons being, first goal at 1,200 metres. He, this he, has got 3-1 no cover written all over it. There's a stack of speed in this race. <laughs> By then, the southwesterly, I think, is going to be probably at the strongest point uh, of the day. Yeah. He's been up for a, a while. He's raced- Had a freshen. Had a quick freshen, but sort of in his first campaign, he's raced every month since August. Fit. <laughs> I just think, look, I like he's not the same type of take on as, say, a couple of the ones earlier in the card, like mm-hmm. Lass and Al Safina, where it would not shock me at all if he comes out, gets to the breeze and really dominates. But yeah. I'm going to go with the contrasting form line and I am on augment. Mm. Um, it's probably where the scratching of almighty class may have helped you a little because you could sort of pinpoint down. You know what I mean? The, well, that was probably the I pink was of- absolutely gutted when I saw the scratching mm. of almighty class. He was clear. Were you going to back that? Oh yeah, I was yep. chips in. He. Uh, the reason being, so Augment and almighty class dead heated last start, but I feel like Augment settled a lot better on a moderate tempo, whereas almighty class was just pulling his head off. And yeah, we saw first up what he did on a hot tempo. He's just built. For a race like this, where you would have just sat in behind him, travelled strong, very big on morning cover as well, and just needed a gap at the right time, and I reckon he would have gone whack. Whereas I don't think Augment is as good as Almighty Class. But on the flip side, now I'm on Augment. I don't have to beat Augment if that makes sense. If I was on Almighty mm. Class, so just there's one less key chance in a race, which I think lacks a lot of depth. So Augment for me, uh, I'm, I'll be hoping that they just go. Hammer and tongue on all these ruffies who like to go forward. I'm, I'm sorry, Terry, but I hope that Oscar's fortune is just in a world of hurt at the. <laughs> Do you know 400? that I square up the race as long as Hanshi runs a place? I couldn't have punted any better here. Yeah, you've done well. You've done well. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's another one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I actually don't want to talk about it though. Like I don't want to talk about it. And yeah, the cherry on top for you is just Almighty Class coming out. That is some of the. Best, best is, luck I've yeah. seen in a long time. With I don't think I've markets. had a huge amount in recent times, so I'm, I'm going to cop that one. But yeah. in saying that, I, I don't like it from the from the point of view of the race, though, because this was a cracking – it still is a cracking clash, but almighty class versus Oscar's oh. Fortune versus Augment versus Hanchi. You have to include yeah. Hanchi in the conversation, who was super – I would, incl- I would include Petula in the conversation And, um, well. and Petula because of the better uh, draw as well. But Well, if Ripcord drew a gate – yeah. Would, oh yeah. Yeah. And I will yeah. still definitely be. There's two I want to chop out on: Ripcord and Petula. Yep. Uh, is getting a little bit short now. Eleven bucks, I thought was probably about the right price. Yep. I'm just going to have something on Ripcord to get even on the race, and just I won't even be watching it because I'll be watching Paddy Starberry give uh, Augment a ten out of ten. <laughs> but um, he, if he gets any sort of luck from a gate, he's the one that gets the weight swings. He's got a decent starting price profile. He would not surprise by that stage. Maybe they are making ground if he comes flying down the outside. So anyway, BJ, I'm, you know where I sit. You know where Terry sits. We need a median. Well, I'm, I'm going to be backing both the Simon sources, Augment and Petrula. They're my two. Uh, I missed all the – I mustn't have uh, been on the WhatsApp chat when Terry was uh, doing all his – Future's business. Uh, Secret squirrels over there for the guru. Um, so two twenty. I can't. I can't be on it. Um, I, I, Still overs. Yeah, augment Petula for me. I just want to talk about LK Fernie. Just what do we got? Four just runners. Just loaded, and he and, did, uh, and they've hated him at the draw. Mate, he is eleven, cop- thirteen, fourteen. He has caught the worst draws for speed horses. Mm. It's this is going to be wild early. So I'd be fascinated, A, with a lot of banner from great Gate 1. How aggressive are they? Um, does Chris Anova 
get to the breeze. They, they'll be looking. They won't be looking purely from a team point of view, but they'll have an understanding. Oh, I reckon it's a lot better it. for augment if a lot of banter doesn't let um, Pikey cross and find the fence. Like yep. Oscar surprised me last start with how quick he begun comparative to Kristen Nova. Mm. Could have probably kept going. So. Um, yeah, that's another feather. But in uh, saying that, Chris Nova isn't the greatest beginner. Yes, exactly right. Exactly. I was actually surprised Chris Nova didn't go to the uh, Phillies and Mares race with 50 kilos from barrier two. So, they were none for both. So, um, yeah, Oscars might have to do something different here. Chris Nova goes mad and looks to circle it and get to the breeze. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm pretty confident I'm backing the best horse on the card here. So Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't love it. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it will lose a race in WA. I don't know. I think it's a very good horse. Dion going. Not for- many horses respond like that when like pressured, and not many leaders, breeze horses can kick again and run sectionals like that. He's just yeah. My my concern is what Crip said. If he's just not his day and he's not right, and it'll be an abject failure. I, I'd. I think I'd be surprised if he was beaten on merit. I think it'll be a just a, I've had enough. Or as in, you just guess that the breeze rolls along at a solid tempo. Yeah, and he would just kick and win from yeah. there. Yeah, no, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. Yep. And the other thing, we always talk about this when in a race that's got a lot of speed engaged, sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah. Where all of a sudden, I just Nucky not handlebars down on Chris and over or- It's I, not I, just those I can't, two. I can't see- wants to lead. Lord Lala will probably want to lead. That was its win. Um, because I'm not worried about the, the horses drawn wide. I just don't think they'll be part of the race, like weapons hot. And I don't think they'll snow prints. I don't think they've got the speed to get across there and really impact. So I just- I, I, yeah, I'm, Is I'm there not sure. Hypothetical. But that might help Hunchy. Uh, yeah. Um, $18 for the good punters out there. Uh, that might help Hunchy uh, if there is a nice three-wide line and, and Chris Inova is perhaps leading that three-wide line. But yeah. if a lot of banter leads and Oscar sits outside, any chance Augment gets its back? 100% there is, yeah. It's going to have to beat them on merit. Yeah. 100%. The barrier, you messaged me afterwards and said, are you happy with it? And I just felt like giving you a spray back. What do you think, Crib? Do you think I'm happy with it? There's four major <laughs> chances. There's Almighty Class, there's Augment, there's Oscars and there's Hanchi, right? I've backed Oscars and Hanchi all in. They've drawn eight and 13. The other ones have got two and five. Am I happy with it, Crib? What do you think, son? Uh, What's your level well, of happiness? I, I thought you might be able to spin it in a positive light well, to put it back horse, on so. your terms. Yeah, I'm on the best yeah. horse. The thing is, Lord Lala and leading Taddy Blinkers have gone back on. Low draws, they're going to be looked Taddy's to be- Taddy's the one. I yeah. Lord Lala, I don't know if it's got the speed. Yeah. But Taddy, definitely, yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, like, what does Luke do with his horses? Like, they're all- Scratch them and run a midweek. Yeah, them. like it's- it Apart feel, from Ripcord. It feels like if they just go back, they it just it's a non-event for them, really. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Um, it's interesting that they're all they've all stayed in for this. That's those why games. I didn't want to decipher this race. I should have just walked away and let you two do this one. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end my thoughts anyway. I'm gonna have something on Augment and Petula. Augment for you, Cripper. Augment and chopping out on Petula and Ripcord. And Terry just can't lose on this race, so he's all good to go. He's on the best horse. Yeah. So. Best Sec- right. second and fourth and the second coming of Black Caviar. And also there's <laughs> second and fourth and I'll need a cuddle. I'll walk east if <laughs> Anything outside the top five in the market wins. Actually, you'll Chris, walk east. Well, how far? Three steps or? Yeah, I might go to um, Cross Manning Road. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, I'm surprised at Chris Nova's $18. I thought uh, those um, numbers could be the wrong way around. How does she possibly- well, It should be $81. <laughs> There's a lot how, of, does, how does Chris Nova win this race? There's a lot of fill in this race, isn't there? There's a lot of fill. Yeah. Uh, I saw yeah. this being an eight nine horse field. I thought I thought uh, a lot of these wouldn't bother. So, yeah, um, yeah fascinating. I think when Almighty Class are you going to do a ring, in, do a ring around Terry? Hope I actually had every horse outside the top six hundred one. I just want him to jump because I'm going to lay off a 
good chunk of Oscars. So I reckon I just, Terry's I just wanted to jump. I think Terry's going to leave and start ringing people and trying to convince them to run midweek. I think so, especially if they're running against uh, Black Caviar. So I'm confident. <laughs> All right, Guru, what time is it? Um, so I'm I'm rattled now, BJ. So I don't know what time it is. Uh, it's time for the get out stakes. Of course it um, is. O s c a r s t e a k s. The extremely popular BJ. get out stakes yes. competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, he's a captain coach out there at uh, Market City Meats. Swing pass, say good day. Group one, gourmet goodness from Market City Meats. Now, to enter the Get Out Stakes, send us a tweet at the 11pod on Twitter or X. We're we doing X or is it still Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. Uh, who wins race nine at Ascot on Saturday and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And the Sam White rule is back in vogue, first in best dressed. Terry, the last, the Get Out, the no, lucky. No idea. Crip? Um, look, I was chips in Rear Admiral first up. In the run, I thought, here we go. This is uh, fill-up time. Still scratching my head about – I don't want to say how poorly she went because she still ran third, but I just She's thought good. from the run that she had, thought she'd just win from that position. In saying that, strips fitter, blinkers on. Drops in weight. Drops in weight. Uh, there'll be good speed, so she'll probably get the chance to park in just behind them. I do still think she's a really nice horse and I'm happy to give her a mulligan, albeit got nowhere near the same amount of confidence as I had on her what first What price up. did you take first? You what price did you take first up? Uh, 280 down to 240. Yeah. From yeah. memory. So uh, you got your handicap down to nine by just taking a few mulligans around there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we love a mulligan. No, um, and the stable mate looks like the looks like he's going to lead him yeah, up. Yeah, the leader. Mm. And it was just hard to. Not look. I don't. I haven't had a cent on Rear Admiral at the moment. Uh, marked her four dollars, but she just seems like the obvious way to go in the last. If you can forgive that first up flop, this is acid test day, isn't it? You're going to get a nice cover. You have got the shades going on. Doesn't win here. It's not as good as people and the SP, I guess. Yeah, I uh, hope so. Yep. As I, I was know. saying on the on the way here, I was caught the hour of power and. Uh, both trainer and jockey were on and you just can tell they've still got an air of confidence about it. They mm -hmm. think she's really nice and she works like like winks. So, yeah, yeah, I'll back him into her to bounce back. Yeah, I'll just have 10 cents on. Metallon with the shades going on, all five wins, blinkers on, three wide line late in the day, southwesterly. Not how it usually wins its races, but found the line pretty well last start. So there was money around. It was a setback before that run. So five, six bucks, I'll have something on and I'm going to have something on. He's gold. It was horrible last start, but the trial was that good in front of Dom to shoot. Well, just going to give it a little bit of forgiveness. He should go around 100 to 1, I reckon. So, right. I'm pretty keen. Salumba in the last. I really, really like this horse. He's been a he's been an absolute um, sucker for punters since day one. If Salumba. I could pick one horse I knew you were going to tip today. Yeah. It would have been Salumba. Uh, and, and, and people best, so. and people uh, have and understandably have Salumba fatigue, but I'm not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Where's the trumpet button? <laughs> BJ's the only one that gets to press the trumpet buttons. I'm not one of them. Um, I really, I just feel like this guy in is he's got more levels to get to. I just think he's a big dopey bugger. And once the penny really drops, he's going to be a serious horse in uh, 2024. Um, and he's going to start edging his way through the grades at the back end of this year. So uh, I 
from gate two, smothered up, Noski on. I think I'm feeling like three back the fence. If the speed's on through Capricorn man, sock off, double spice, there's a bit of gap. He can maybe get out, edge out onto rear admiral's back, get last crack at him. Saved up for one one dash. He's got wicked turn of foot. And uh, Saloon Bar, I reckon there's going to be money for rear admiral, money for Metallon. Saloon Bar, you might get six, seven dollars, and that'll do me. And they're lucky. And they get out. Did I hear correctly, BJ, after his win, which, yes, I agree, was awfully impressive against the pattern of the day? Did Dan say that he's definitely a better horse ridden cold? Or was that wrong? Uh, I think, I don't know whether he needs to be ridden ice cold. He's just, he just drew out there last yeah, start. Yeah, But um, speed in this, he's th- going to need some luck. Yeah, yeah so he just, he'll yeah. come out neutral, three back, four back the fence. Yeah, I think so. Hope they go that fast. It just, he weaves his way through. Opens it. I, I, feel, I reckon he's, he's got a lot of talent in this horse. The other horse who is flying, who I will definitely be having something on, and because Neville has just been killing me lately, is uh, Brooklyn Pier. As well, mm. he's just Neville, Neville Parnham. That back to that, 1200. That I don't know, like that camp are just doing crazy things with their horses and they're doing it so well. And they've been feel like they've been informed for months now. And uh, if I'm not letting Brooklyn Pier go around without having something small on at a price, so that's a wrap up for yep. the race nine, the Beasley Workwear handicap, uh, running 72 plus 1200. The Beasley, Beasley, the Beasley, Kim, Beasley. Beastly. Anyway, um, let's take a break, guys, and when we'll just gather our thoughts. And when we come back, you'll have our best bets, our Maddies, and uh, what else the other one? Our Lays. Lays. For Placid Arc Stakes Day. Okay. It is now time for our best betting proposition brought to you by Perth Racing on Placid Arc Stakes Day. Cripper, who coined the phrase, what's your best? Best betting proposition. My best of the day is Ascot Race Eight, number twelve, Augment. Doesn't have the same ring as the Betfair best, does it? <laughs> the PR best, the old ring, the yeah. Mug Punter best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's also Race Eight, number three, Oscar's Fortune. Go get him, Terry. Uh, I, my best bet is Generosity Place in the uh, what was it, two fifteen, two twenty, I think, in the Champion Phillies Stakes. Um, you guys uh, didn't sort of got me second guessing myself with Saloon Bar, but I'm really keen Saloon Bar in the Get Out Stakes as well. But my best bet, been keener all week, generosity place in the champion fillies. Maddie, Cripper. I'm going to double up here because if I'm going to get the big O beat, I need a multiple pronged attack. So Maddie, race eight, number two, ripcord, just praying for a CJP. Peach. I nearly took the $15 all in when I thought it was going to be eight, nine horse field. Like, yeah, it's um, with normal luck. It's going so good. That's, yeah, it's well above the price it should be. Uh, race six, uh, it's not 20 bucks at the moment, but we're hoping DTA gets out to there. Uh, so race six, DTA, a couple of others at big prices. Race five, if Guarding Heaven can lead and is playing leaderish, it'll go around 50, 100 to one. Um, and in the last, his goal was just too good in its trial to not forgive off one run if it goes around at 100 to one too. So, Maybe one of those three. I'm fudging, but I expect to get a little bit wobbly late in betting uh, for my Maddie. Race three, number 10, Manhattan Strip. Do you think it could get out that far, Terry? Well, Crip mentioned the data before, but uh, just in a race with that many potential money horses and Younger Lass doesn't look like it's going to get much beyond 220. So, yeah, maybe. All right, Lays, Crip. Uh, I think we all know where I'm going here, but 
uh, very strongly against race four, number one, Alsafina. Just do not understand that price whatsoever, even though she is starting to get the wobbles now, but should keep going. 315 to back on Betfair now. Ooh. So she's two bucks, very first price, and now 315. Um, yeah, I'm with him. Alsafina. Uh, I'm going to go uh, my lay. I think this horse is too short. Um, not butchy. No, not Butchie. Oh, yeah. In the Jungle Miss Classic, Duchess of Gossip is my lay of the day. Oof. Yeah. You and Brad McManus on the singing from the same hymn shape. Is that right? No, oh, he obviously doesn't think it's a $3 chance. Oh, so. of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, of wasn't course. A, that wasn't a pot, just, <laughs> just an observation. Of course. Uh, well, that brings episode 169 of The One One.